Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 90, Tire Pressure versus Ambient Temperature. Oh, how the pressure changes. Well, that it's not all in the title. The, the, the pressures do change, and obviously uh, on this podcast I'm going to be talking about that. They don't change a lot, but they do change. Okay, so uh, also I want to give credit on this one as far as the idea to Susan, uh, one of my customers. Thanks for the uh, subject matter. She was we got talking about it one day, and I told her I said, look, I I, I can't tell you exactly what the uh, pressure changes are based off of ambient temperature, or for that matter, you know, driving the car. So um, this one is going to be a couple different articles I'm going to read from, so I'll give credit to those. These are not uh, my own uh, uh, words per se, although I am speaking them. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll go from there. It probably won't be very long, but th- there's some good info that I, I tracked down. And so um, anyway, here we go. Um, your tires support the weight of your vehicle, right? Well, they don't. It's the air pressure inside them that actually supports the weight. Maintaining sufficient air pressure is required if your tires are to provide all of the handling, traction, and durability of which they are capable. However, you can't set tire pressure and then forget about it. Tire pressure has to be checked periodically to assure that the influence of time, changes in ambient temperature, or a small tread puncture have not caused it to change. The tire pressure recommended in your vehicle's owner manual or tire information placard in the vehicle's recommended cold tire pressure, inflation pressure. This means that it should be checked in the morning before you drive more than a few miles or before rising ambient temperatures or the sun's radiant heat affects it. Since air is a gas, it expands when heated and contracts when cooled. In most parts of North America, this this makes fall and early winter months the most critical times to check inflation pressures. Days are getting shorter, ambient temperatures are getting colder, and your tire's inflation pressure is going down. The rule of thumb, and here's here's where where the the good stuff is. The rule of thumb is for every 10 degrees Fahrenheit change in air temperature, tire pressures will change about 2%, up with higher temperatures and down with lower. This means that light-duty standard pressure tires, typically inflated to 30 to 50 PSI, used in applications on cars, vans, and light trucks will change by about 1 PSI, where heavy-duty high-pressure tires, typically inflated to 80 to 100 PSI, used in applications on recreational vehicles, buses, and trucks will change by about 2 PSI. Okay, So again, for every 10 degree Fahrenheit change in air temperature, um, most cars, the uh, tire air pressure would change by one degree, uh, excuse me, one PSI or pound per square inch. <clears throat> In most parts of North America, the difference between average summer and winter temperatures is about 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which results in a potential loss of about 5 PSI as winter's temperatures set in. And a 5 PSI loss is enough to sacrifice handling, traction, and durability. Additionally, the difference between cold nighttime temperatures and hot daytime temperatures in most parts of the country is about 20 degrees Fahrenheit. 
This means that after setting the tire pressure first thing in the morning, the vehicle's tire pressures will be almost 2 PSI higher when measured in the afternoon if the vehicle was parked in the shade. While that is expected, the problem is when you set your vehicle's tire pressure in the heat of the day, their cold pressures will probably be, probably be 2 PSI low the following morning. Okay. Also, when you drive your car and the tires warm up, the pressure in the tires will increase 1 PSI during each 5-minute interval in the first 15 to 20 minutes while you are driving. Tire manufacturers have a recommended PSI which dictates an optimal pressure level for your car and its tires. However, that PSI number is set for when your tires are cool. Ideally, when you add air to your tires in the wintertime, you should fill them up when they are still cool. However, since most people don't have a way to inflate them at home, and you, you will probably have to drive to a gas station first, before you leave home, measure the tire pressure for each tire and make a note of it. When you get to the gas station, measure the tires again, then add the amount of pressure you needed based off of the first reading. Okay, see what that's saying? So let's say you check them at home and they're 25 pounds, okay, and... Uh, you know, you could check them with just a regular tire pressure gauge, but you don't have a compressor or you don't have anywhere, any way of adding air. Let's say they're supposed to be 30, okay? You get to the, so that's 5 PSI off, okay? They're low by 5 PSI. So you drive the car to the gas station where you can actually add air, and now it's reading, let's say, 28 PSI. So you take that 5 pounds that they were low, add it to the 28, now you're going to fill them to 33. Get it? Okay. Um, yeah, so when you get to the gas station, measure the tires again, then add the amount of pressure you needed based off the first reading. If you leave your tires underinflated, it will cause you to lose some control of steering, increase friction, cause more wear on your tires, and treat, decrease your car's efficiency in using gas. However, if you overinflate your tires, your tires will your car will ride bumpier okay because now you've it's kind of like a balloon that you overinflate. okay it doesn't um, you can't squish it as easily so when you're if you have a, a car that the tires are overinflated, you're going to feel a lot more of the road when you run uh, when you ride over or run over little bumps or things like that you're going to feel it more and you can potentially start to cause undue overinflation wear on the tires uh, the typical um uh, way of seeing that is, and again, think about a balloon. The tires, basically what happens is they swell outward in the middle of the tire. So if you're looking at them, the middle of the tread, okay, will be more worn than the outer edges, or outer and inner edges, I should say. Okay, so that's how you know that would be overinflation wear. Underinflation wear is actually where the inner and outer edges will be worn uh, more than the center of the tread. Because if you think about it, if it's underinflated, the tire the tire tends to almost kind of like suck in. Okay, so that's that's what you're looking for. Uh, to the, avoid the consequences of over and underinflated tires, it's important to check your tire pressure once a month. Even without leaks, your tires will still continuously lose pressure. Chances are your car won't signal you until your pressure is significantly low. So it's important to check your tires tires manually. Making a habit of checking your tire pressure can help extend the life of your tires and will also make, your, make you aware of minor issues before they become big problems. Okay, um, That statement about that, that your tires will lose pressure continuously, 
Um, that is one of the advantages of having the tires filled with nitrogen. That's less likely to happen. Uh, nitrogen is a more stable um, gas. Okay, It's less likely to change pressures with tire temperatures, and it also is less likely uh, to leak just of itself. Now, obviously, if you have some kind of foreign object damage, a nail or screw or whatever, then all bets are off. I mean, obviously, regardless of what's in there, as far as regular atmospheric air uh, versus pure or nitrogen, there's no such thing as pure nitrogen. Even the, even the good stuff is like 99.9%. The funny part about it, and I've talked about this briefly in another podcast, is people get all, you know, kind of uh, worked up about, oh, I want pure nitrogen in my tires and so on and so forth. They don't really stop to think or they don't realize is what, what is our atmosphere made of, okay? It's 76% nitrogen, 24% oxygen, okay? So even just pumping in just regular compressed air, you're still getting 76% nitrogen in the tires, okay? So... The idea of paying someone potentially to change out, I mean, there are nitrogen um, exchange machines that are made for shops to where you, there's four hoses coming out of it, you, you, you know, connect it up to each tire, one, you know, each one, and you push a button, and basically, uh, for a fee, it draws out all of the normal atmospheric air, and it pumps in uh, nitrogen, okay, and of course, shops charge for this. So you're only really gaining, just as a point of reference, you're only really gaining 24% nitrogen when that's done, okay? So if it's worth it to you, great, okay? But just, you know, again, food for thought, okay? And finally, if the vehicle is parked in the sun, the sun's radiant heat will artificially and temporarily increase tire pressures, like I talked about a few minutes ago. So tire pressures are, you know, they are important, Um in the state of California, I think it was around September of 2010, um, you know, the, the California Air Resources Board, which is the state version of the EPA for the United States, um, but the state basically made it to where it's a law now that repair shop owners, anytime we're writing a repair order, okay, in other words, we're going to be working on a car, uh, we're supposed to check and document and obviously make correct tire pressures. Now, they were only concerned with it because... And, and I will say over all the years I've worked on cars, I mean, I was trained originally where I would check tire pressures on uh, an oil filter change, any kind of a service on the car as far as a, you know, tune-up, major service, whatever you want to call it, uh, or for diagnostic purposes, like if the car had a pull, like let's say it wanted to pull to the left or the right. One of the first things you're going to be looking for is what are the tire pressures, Okay. Um, but what I have found over the years is I will say, and this is common, it's very common, uh, most tires are under pressure, okay? Uh, it would be kind of a rarity for me to check all four tires, and lo and behold, they're all at the normal pressure. I will say, having said that, I will say that since this law came out, and I think more and more shops are certainly abiding by it, um, that it is... It is becoming less of an issue to where I may check tires and maybe only one or two are a little bit low on pressure. And they may only be low for a couple pounds, okay? Um, but the bottom line is, is that they are low, okay? So it does, with low tire pressures, it does cost you fuel mileage. Uh, it means that there's more emissions coming from the engine because the engine's having to work harder to propel the car, which means lower fuel mileage, higher emissions. And obviously, again, it can affect 
um, you know, the potential wear on the tires as far as how long they last. And if the pressure, again, if the pressure gets low enough, I mean, it can affect the handling of the car, how it feels, uh, how it performs, um, maybe how the car handles uh, and say any kind of a evasive maneuver kind of a thing. So, um, you know, it's definitely uh, an important thing. So that's about it for this one. Kind of a quickie. Uh, thanks, Susan, for the idea. And uh, hopefully that answers some questions for you. And um, I appreciate your time listening. Uh, I hope it's been, you know, kind of enlightening for you. Uh, I'm glad that I was kind of able to, uh, you know, find out some of this information as far as the particulars. So uh, it's all out there. So appreciate your time. And as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcasts5 at gmail.com. Uh, I also, again, I'm owner and operator of Brad's Motor Works in Southern California. So there's I have a couple of web pages if you want to check those out. And, you know, if you're ever in the area, by all means, uh, you know, look me up, give me a call, stop by. I'd love to talk with you. Um, and I appreciate your time. I uh, appreciate your listening. I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.